One Nation. One Nation Sports. Welcome to One Nation Radio, hosted by Richard Ladd and James Boyd. If you would like to become a part of the nation, email us at RadioOneNation at gmail.com. You can contact us using Twitter at One Nation Radio, at DangerRich32, or at James Boyd ONR. We are also on iTunes as well. You can go to OneNationRadio.Podomatic.com and subscribe to the show with the iTunes button on the right-hand side. And after all that, go visit foreverwrestling.tumblr.com for instant streaming much more. Now that you've heard how to reach us, let's get to the show. One Nation, One Radio. Nation Radio! Yeah. Ain't nobody gonna say nothing Welcome to One Nation Radio's end of the year wrestling awards. The biggest awards show in my apartment. <laughs> okay. I was sitting there looking at you like, what, what absurd thing you're going to say? Like, the biggest award show ever. Like, move over VMAs, move over the Grammys, move over, you know. All Actually, of yeah, yeah. It, you know, this is the only awards that matter. The best annual award show. Yeah. An internet podcast show about wrestling. Yes. About fake sports. Yes. Okay, go ahead. Yes. All right, sure. You know, this ain't the Slammy Awards where, you know, the votes are rigged or anything like that. This yeah. is the real. Yeah, it's only decided. Yeah, only decided by two people. Yeah, you know, the the nonfiction. You know, <laughs> um, we missed it on the last part. We added a new part in our drop. Um, it's actually David Shoemaker, um, the writer for Grantland, saying uh, One Nation Sports on there because um, we actually got mentioned on the Cheap Heat podcast, and I thought that was pretty cool. Um, so we went ahead and chopped the vocals and, you know, put it on there. Use them for promo. Yeah. In yeah. typical WWE fashion. You know. Vince Man would be very proud of us. Yes. <laughs> um, let's see. Let's just hop straight in because we got a lot to cover. Um, That's what she said. Continue on. Let's go. Anyway, um, <laughs> ignoring that, man. Um, make sure you guys uh, check out those articles on uh, whatculture.com. Uh, getting a lot of... Got a lot of a bunch of views last month, and it was pretty cool. Got a lot of feedback. But hopping right in, that's also what she said. Yep. Um, Ric Flair's Wrestler of the Year Award. Last year, we you know started naming some of the awards, and you know Ric Flair Wrestler of the Year. Yeah, that one sticks still. It, it fits. Um, the nominees are CM Punk, John Cena, Daniel Bryan, Randy Orton, Alberto Del Rio, and Dolph Ziggler. Um, we tried to do six in each category. Um, when it comes to this, there's a big four. So, Del Rio and Ziggler, they had great years. Yeah. Except Ziggler. Ziggler had a, you know, he was bizarrely used after SummerSlam. He might be the most misliked, misused person the entire year. He's weird. I don't know. He started off so strong, too. Yeah. Um, Del Rio held a belt for like ten months and was in <laughs> literally oh, ten months and was in every you know world heavyweight title match except the unification match of the year, which was you know pretty pretty amazing if you think about it. Regardless of you know how quote unquote boring people think Alberto Del Rio is, I don't understand that. But <laughs> I mean, I I get it. I but I don't understand the part about me personally. What happens as far as how you perform in the ring matters more than your promo skills. So I never understood the whole, 
like are being able to carry a, a few. And I understand like the general audience to you know to, to, to dig in and actually care. I get that, but I mean, he can wrestle. He can do pretty much anything, especially his fill run. Like his his move set was just ridiculous. So I I was down for it. Um, face run. Yeah, I was down for that face run. I mean, he, he was healed for so long, and he came back as a heel. You know, when he took advantage of Ziggler and the concussion thing, he came back as like this vicious heel that keys in on opponents' weaknesses and. Like, it made sense, it made too. Much of sense, yeah. Like, they turned on him, you know, by letting a heel cash in, which, you know, that makes sense as a kayfabe crowd. Allegedly. Thank you, bro. Thank you, Jersey. Those, uh, all those crowds that were, you know, hijacking segments, that's not a good crowd. Y'all are assholes. I'm just gonna say that. Like, yeah, straight <laughs> up. Um, Daniel Bryan, uh, John Cena, and CM Punk, and also Randy Orton. Those are the big four. Um, James, who's your wrestler of the year? Daniel Bryan. Yes. Uh, I don't know how you feel about it, but, um, it's, it's been this year. It's been a year of the GOAT. It's the first time, you know, I think CM Punk has had to take a backseat since we've, you know, kind of become, you know, rededicated our wrestling fandom. CM Punk took a backseat this year, and CM Punk arguably has a better resume on paper than what Daniel Bryan has done this year. You know, he went, you know, against Undertaker. He went against Lesnar. He went against Rock. He went against Cena. He went against, um... Curtis Axel. Yes, Curtis <laughs> Axel. You know, so that, that second half of the year is kind of where the wheels fell off for him. Uh, he went against Jericho. Um, but the... We wanted Daniel Bryan so bad this year, like, and WWE played with our emotions. You know, all year with it. They put him in a tag team match at WrestleMania. They, you know, they're trying to, they cashed in, you know, they, they did the cash in on him, you know, after he wins, you know, he beats Cena clean. And then they whoop his ass like every week. Okay, my whole thing when it comes to this award is you got, you got, I can easily hear somebody say CM Punk again. That's fine. My thing is, Daniel Bryan, for chunks of, for, you know, weeks at a time, was carrying Raw. Yeah. For having, you know, either wrestling, whether it meant, you know, wrestling a gauntlet match 40 minutes, or having two segments, you know, or going out there and on SmackDown and, and doing this thing too. Like, he he's like, maybe next year we have an award, and we call it the Bret Hart Work workhorse of the year award. Remember, uh-huh. Bret used to talk about how he used to Being wrestle workhorse. like three hundred. He's on the road three hundred and three hundred dates, and how he used to beat his de- number he'd of dates. Over, he yeah. over on his dates all the time. <laughs> Daniel Bryan's like that guy. He shows up on Raw. He shows up on SmackDown. He carries both shows. Daniel Cena, like Cena, Punk goes fair? away for two months. Cena goes away for a month or two. He's there. Is it fair to say that he like I? He's obviously the TV like <laughs> been the biggest guy on TV, but is it fair to say he kind of came up a little short on pay per view? Given his opponents and situations, I could I could see yeah definitely compared to Punk. Um, I'm still gonna say Dan Bryan's a superstar of the year, so wrestler of the year, or whatever, because we saw those Hall of Famers gathered in the ring. We saw that you know segment the championship ascension in. I don't care if it was in his hometown, or um, or um, or close to like an hour away or something like that from his hometown. Like ain't that many people that you know look like Daniel Bryan in there, like. But, I mean, if you he jacked the whole segment, like (laughs) since you since you alluded to it, um, going to the next award, 
I, for the next um the next one is uh the next is gonna be the Shawn Michaels in ring performer of the year. For obvious reasons. Yeah. <laughs> um our nominees, once again, um CM Punk. We have Daniel Bryan, Dolph Ziggler, Chris Jericho, John Cena, and Seth Rollins. And before the IWC collectively groans about John Cena being on the list, they have to realize Cena has had so many good matches this year. <laughs> He's been excellent. Jericho, I'm sorry, Cena has, off the top of my head, uh, he has, he run the World Rumble, he had a match that, I mean, you can complain about it, you want to, he had WrestleMania 29, uh, he has uh, the SummerSlam match with, with, Daniel Bryan. The uh, Ryback matches. The Ryback matches, both of them, were good. Three stages of hell match. um, Payback, also the uh, last man standing standing match at Extreme Rules. Mm -hmm. Uh, He he also comes out and he has the the one number one contender match with CM Punk. Yes. um, Which we'll get to that later. And, I mean... All through the line, like he even just Ziggler, if you start smacking, you watch matches. the Ziggler matches, yeah, especially the one, um, the the first raw of the year. Uh, you also throw out uh, even just last week the match he had with uh, Seth Rollins on SmackDown last week. That was on Christmas SmackDown. That was great. Yeah. Um. So say what you want to, like yeah, he's ready if you want. Like the only people <laughs> I, I was going down the line doing this, doing this thing, like great matches upon great matches, and only person that had. Better resumes or matches than were Daniel Bryan and Punk. So, yeah, um, Jericho in a short span had, had this had this been a six month award, Jericho may have won in a landslide because yeah. he was showing up, you know, on pay per view and on TV, you know, turning chicken shit into chicken salad out there. Like that, the second match at um, against Fandango at Extreme Rules was pretty much what should have been their WrestleMania match, but they didn't have. They got more than ten minutes. Yeah. Um, you know, I rewatched the him versus Darren Bryan match, which is about as good of a ten minute raw match as you, you can, can get. get. The um, match he had versus Van Dam, the match against Punk at yes. Payback, the match against Punk at Raw. Uh, he got a he got a good match out of Ryback at uh at Money in the Bank. Yep. Um, he was in the uh, Money in the Bank match also. Oh no, no, he wasn't. No, he wasn't. He, wasn't. Uh, um, just he was. What was he in? With Elimination Chamber? Uh, that, did you say Punk in the Payback already? He's in the Payback, yes. yeah. Um, he, and he was in Elimination Chamber, and, you know, I'm a jerkaholic, so... Um, he did enough in he did enough in that span to deserve to be on Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, Seth Rollins. Um, a guy that has come on late, late, and he's always been this good. It's just, I think they're giving him a platform to make sure he doesn't, you know, get lost in the shuffle when the shield breaks up. Um... The best thing going after on a the best thing for me anyway, in my opinion, going after after SummerSlam was Daniel Bryan versus Seth Rollins in any type of capacity. Like mm-hmm. they got together and who knows what the hell is going to happen. Like they they could have melted down the arena. <laughs> uh, better seller Rollins or Ziggler? It's still Ziggler for me. Right. It's still Ziggler for me. Like I, I say, um, Rollins is the better realistic seller, but Ziggler is like the better like over the top guy. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. Um, as far as you know, being the in ring performer of the year, I'm gonna have to give it to CM Punk because 
he had a different variety of opponents. Um, he wasn't always able to wrestle Seth Rollins, and he was able to still have you know critically acclaimed matches and good matches with guys that you you didn't know, you weren't sure. Like you know, we weren't sure you know how healthy the Undertaker was going to be, and you know, CM Punk kind of led him around you know in that match. Um, I will say this though: the only Achilles' heel CM Punk has to have, it seems to have, when it comes to big matches, is a Hell in a Cell uh, cage and Ryback inside of it. <laughs> that seems to be his only Achilles' heel. He's over two, but other than that, he's been spectacular in these big matches. Like, you know, we were doing this thing, and uh, every time you were thinking about matches for pay per view of the year, like, I always came back to CM Punk, whether it was Undertaker or it was Lesnar, and yeah. As like as much as the year was Daniel Bryan's, it was you know on the other side of the coin, like CM Punk was like right there, yeah, right there, and then arguably you know he has a better resume. Um, so about your inf- ring performance year, same CM Punk. And the weird thing I was listening to podcasts we did for this last year, and I had it in reverse. I had I had wrestler of the year was Punk, and in ring performance was Bryan. Now I have it swapped. Yeah, <laughs> crazy how that goes. Uh, we have in the past had a conversation about you know how often is the hottest guy in wrestling also the best like in ring performer and the best draw and the only time it's ever really happened is like Bret Hart in like 1994 yeah and you know John Cena's still around he's still the big guy but Punk and Dan Bryan are damn close <laughs> so it made me think of a promo that they had um that Triple H had um when he's talking about Daniel Bryan and you know after the, after the whole SummerSlam thing and he's saying like you know they you know the way they cheer for you same way they cheered for like Jericho or RVD yeah. uh, and Edge. he's like and Edge is like all great guys he said but you know if not the if one he, he said not the one if you were if those guys were the guys back then then we all be working for Ted Turner right now and I mean people hate hearing it but it's true. To an extent, it's true. Yeah, but like, you, know, you gotta it's not, love. It's not about the. It's not about inside of the wrestling when it comes to getting people to, to, to spend money to watch wrestling and the growth of it. Like yeah. it just doesn't. And I see that. And like, I guess I always feel like I'm. I always feel like I'm playing. Like I may sound like I'm like some Vincent McMahon apologist, even though I've never met this man. Mm-hmm. But let's play devil, devil's advocate here. Like, yes, what I want Daniel Bryan to be champion. Absolutely. I told you, Rich, like I wasn't going to get suckered in at SummerSlam because I knew something was going to happen. I couldn't imagine actually beating Cena clean. It happened. The fireworks went off, and I lost my mind for those two, for that that one minute before Orton's music dropped. But because yep. it looked like he got away, like well, like, like he, he stole the money and he was he was headed home. It's just, like, <laughs> but just for, just for kids, believe that stuff. Like, yeah, there's going to be this soaking this this guy that weighs. I don't know. How tall is he? He's five eight, probably. Five eight. Granted, he he might be. He's the, probably the best wrestler in the world. Bar, pro wrestler in the world. That's fine. But like, just because you're the best, don't mean in rest and fake sports don't mean it's enough. I mean, it's sad, but it's yeah. true. And it's always been that way. Um, moving on. Um, the Chris Jericho part time wrestler of the year. <laughs> the nominees are. The nominees are Chris Jericho. Obviously, yeah. <laughs> Goldust, who has you know oh come out, who has rolled out of bed, you know, hopped back off flipping. the couch, back, back flipping and doing her karanas. Yeah, you know, busting out new moves that I've never seen before. Like, where was this when he was out here fighting with Ruiz Ramon? <laughs> what, like, where was that? Where was that? When, where was that in the street fight with, with Roddy Piper? Where, where was, was that when he when he had Razor Ramon's you know name <laughs> tattooed on him? 
You know, where was that when he was trying to revive Ahmed Johnson mouth to mouth? You know, <laughs> where was it when he was fighting Brian Pillman? Like, where was it during the whole uh, co- during the whole Dusty Dust thing? Oh my God! When he was dressing up like his daddy, <laughs> the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes, five time world heavyweight champion. <laughs> Terry Punk always whooped my ass. <laughs> but I was talking about that right now. <laughs> oh man, uh, the Rock. Who uh, we'll get to later, yeah. as far as the IWC. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, Rob Van Dam, The Undertaker, and Brock. Oh, oh excuse me. Brock <laughs> Lesnar. <laughs> Was that a good Paul Heyman? Uh, yeah, it's serviceable. <laughs> Very serviceable. Uh, for me, I, in a stint, I'm going to have to go with Jericho. Alright. Um... If I was to say second, I'd probably say Goldust. Because I don't understand this. Like, he might be the most improved wrestler of the year. <laughs> like, if there, like if next year we would have that most improved wrestler, and Goldust would have won it if it was this year. Oh, my gosh. Um, and next would be, like, the Bella Twins, probably. Yeah. We'll come a long way. Um, part-time wrestler of the year, I'm also going to go with Jericho. Um, the match he has with Rob Van Dam is actually going to be in my next column. Um like the best Raw matches of the year, check it out. I dropped a lengthy section on that, just just watching those two go at it. Um, and it was fitting that Van Dam kind of beat Jericho that night because he ended up taking over the role Jericho had, um, being a veteran workhorse that was around that put the young guys over. But I just want to talk about how incredible Brock Lesnar was this year. Oh, yeah. Like... I, I remember when, you know, we, we first talked about wrestling, whatever, and we weren't, you know, huge back into it. And I was like, yeah, you know, Lesnar was real, and you thought that man was like a Goldberg ripoff. Yeah, but straight up. I, you know, I was like, no, man. Like, he's <laughs> he's way better than Goldberg ever was. Like, um, the Cena, man, like, I saw the, like I said, um, I think a year ago I was talking about this on that same podcast, and I was like, yeah, man. Um, like, I, I watched, like, the angle. Iron Man matches or whatever, and saw a couple things like, okay, well, he clearly has talent. And then I saw that CM, or I saw the match with Cena at Extreme Rules. I was like, all right, I'm sold, I'm sold, whatever. He had that cat as great as that match was. That's how bad the uh, that Triple H match at SummerSlam was, the first one. Yeah, that was then, that was that was tough. And ever it's since true. then, like, so I mean, that SummerSlam with CM Punk, like the SummerSlam with CM Punk, the match with the. The steel cage match at Stream Rules was was, was great. Um, and also, the WrestleMania was was, was great. Was, yeah, that was that was very that was very good too. So if, I mean, you just want, want some ass kicking, like he's you, you want you wanted to make it to look real, like. And then he gets he you know he brings in Heyman and you know Heyman's a freaking genius. We'll get to that later. Uh, I he's yeah. just a genius. Like he's. I've changed my vote. The year. Lesnar? I, I voted for for Lesnar. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. I mean that's fine. Um, yeah, Lesnar's just like I just wish he'd wrestle more. <laughs> um, on to the next award, the Miss Elizabeth Woman of the Year. Uh, what you want me to take this one over? No, nah, I was like the Miss Elizabeth Woman of the Year. You know, she's uh, I mean, up there in heaven looking good still. You know? <laughs> Yo, you want me to say it? I said that last year. We'll leave that alone. We'll leave that alone. Oh, man. Damn you, Lex Luger. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. 
that was out of character. But That's um, terrible. AJ Lee uh, was our first nominee. Of course. Uh, followed by Brie Bella, much improved in the ring. Caitlin, who was the victim of a catfish scandal. <laughs> Naomi, the more talented of the Funkadactyls. Natalia, who married Tyson Kidd, and some reason he, you know, she couldn't arouse him, you know. It was on Total Divas. She was, you know, she was trying to seduce that man, and he just kind of, maybe it's a case of they've been together so long that he's, you know, just seen it all with her. But the average male, you know, probably would have lost his mind in that situation. But the next nominee is Nikki Bella. So, out of those six, we have to make a choice. Okay, uh, for me, I'm going to say, I don't know, I'm, I'm going to say AJ. Again, second year in a row. Uh, she she gets more airtime than all of them on on, you know, she's been a champion for what going on since what payback. Yes, since payback she's been a champion. Yeah, she's actually about to break the record for most days. The yeah. longest reign. Yeah, there you have it. Um, the Bella Twins are much improved this year. Definitely. Um, I just think, well, especially Brie. Um, Natalia, she's kind of swaggerless. Puts on great matches. Uh, Agreed. Naomi is Naomi. Which, yeah, she. Which she just, that's not a bad thing when I say that. Nah, she's like, bro. She might be like the most physically gifted wrestler that that they have right now on the roster for women. But I, I mean, I don't know how they how they like turn that into something. I don't know. Because we don't know if she can talk or anything. They don't ever let her talk. So I mean, she, but she seems like she has such a great personality from the show. So like I mean, she's lovable. Like, like yeah, like she's likable. Like on on, <laughs> on a, a genuine level. Yeah, on, on a fixed reality show, like where they have even Marie running around, you know, just you know, trolling the internet. That should be an IWC. Everybody hates uh, even Marie. <laughs> um, but I'm gonna go AJ Lee as well. She's you know. Reenacted the Big Daddy Cool uh, Shawn Michaels thing with her and Tamina. She, <laughs> yeah, she, got a heavy. She's beloved on on the internet for her promo skills, and yeah. I don't know if you, you want to know why. I don't know. Hold on, I don't know if you ever played with AJ Lee in WWE uh, 14, but her moveset is absolutely ridiculous. Most of the females absolutely do in ridiculous. that game, though. Yes. I will say this though: you want to know why people love her promo skills so well? That ass. Oh no! Well, besides that. Oh. Cause she's out here throwing. Cause she's out here putting down women. You know how many people we love hearing people <laughs> lo- put down women. But that's another. That's a whole another podcast. Yeah. Another that's way beyond my pay grade. So yeah, move on. Look, if they were, if, if somebody was cutting a check, we talk about that. But yeah, I'm also gonna vote for AJ Lee. Um, and our last um, award in our you know individual awards would be the newcomer of the year. Um, now this we have to. What comes with a disclaimer. James, why don't you go ahead? All right. Last year, we did this. And at that point, um, the shield that came out for um, Survivor Series and Biggie Langston came out for the Slammies. And obviously, if you were to look at their impact, they were clearly, um, out of even compared to the guys from last year that came out, like even Cesaro, they were clearly, you know, the last two years, they've been the biggest newcomers. However... Instead of us, you know, having a you know a a, a, disc, a type of qualifier saying you have to be 
you have to be, you know, out for more than three months in the year for it. Uh, we just ran it, and, you know, it's kind of absurd that the Shield's not Rookie of the Year. And they, either one of these years when they've been the biggest thing that's happened. Yeah. In a long time, so that's a newcomer. So we decided to them over. we decided to roll them over with that that addendum that if you you know if you haven't been around for three months, you get rolled into next year's category. Um, the Shield, Biggie Langston, the Wyatt family, Fun, Dong, Go, No um, Echo Effect, No Echo Effect. Maybe I'll put it in in post production. <laughs> um, <laughs> Xavier Woods and Bo Dallas. Yeah. It was a weak year outside of... Like, they hit home runs or they struck out. Yeah. This is like, or actually, I didn't even say that. They just didn't bring that many people in over this year compared to even last year. Like, how you mentioned with Cesaro coming in earlier. Like, bro, if you listen to our last podcast last year, we were in love with Cesaro. Yeah. And he's still like, you know, he's one of those underutilized guys that can play. Like, WWE has never had as many guys that were that good at wrestling that just... Yeah, maybe, got enough for you. Maybe in the post uh, merger, yes, post merger when they had those guys running around, they had That's Benoit, fair. Edge, Jericho. That's fair. They had Christians and I Christian, couldn't get on because he can't even get on TV. Mysterio, Guerrero, all in the mid card on SmackDown, like <laughs> yeah, and Cena and Orton, by the way. Yeah, and like Lesnar's coming up, Batista's coming up. They like yeah, how you know. good was SmackDown back then? My God. <laughs> um. I'm, I'm still trying to wrap my head around why that was such a big deal that Cena got drafted to Raw. But, I mean, back, you think about it, like, you were just on that brand, and that's where you wrestled for years, and all of a that man comes over to, like, the A-Show, or yeah. what, what would become the A-Show because of him. Yeah. I get it. I get it on paper. I just have to, it probably means more than what just me putting my, wrapping my head around it. Uh, newcomer to yours, obviously, The Shield. Yeah, The Shield. Um, yeah. I love Biggie Langston. I've been a Langston Mark since two. day one. He's two. That's fine. But he's clearly number two. Ain't no shame in coming out two to them. Like, that three-headed monster, you got Ambrose, who's going to be Brian Pillman meets, I don't know, meets Psychotic Edge, you know. Psychotic Edge. Um, you got you got Seth Rollins, who could be, you know, CM Punk Jr., pretty much. Yeah, bro, like, that man could come out here and wrestle any of those, any of these guys, like, Come out there, wrestle all these like quote unquote what would be the cruiserweight division in, yeah. in this, this day. Like he fits in right among like the Kofi's, the CM Punk's, the the um the Bryans, just that, the Zigglers, all of that. And then we got you know Roman Reigns who looks like he's about to explode. Yeah, I, I remember when the Shield was first around, everyone on the internet was saying, "Who is this third guy?" Meanwhile, I said, "I was like, that's gonna be the guy you're gonna have to watch because you know he has the look." He's got, you know, enough ability, and the guys around him, he's going to learn real fast, you know, how to adjust and adapt. And, you know, I'm hearing rumors of this man winning the Royal Rumble, and I don't think that's going to happen. But I'll say this. This will be a major part, of, like, where it looks like he's about to win, and then, you know, the Shield's like, you know what? Fuck you, maybe buddy. like <laughs> maybe, maybe not this year, because in mean, one year, that's, a, you know, that's yeah. some Brock Lesnar type shit, but maybe next year is definitely a possibility if it keeps going the way it's going. Um, yeah. Him and... I will say this, uh, with the, the way they've, when they unified the belts, and they've made uh, the Intercontinental belt matter more, and the push they're giving uh, Langston, like, maybe that's a match. That's a collision, maybe that's, on a collision course. Maybe that's a collision course at, like, at WrestleMania or so. Yeah. That'd be a huge match. I mean, I don't know if they split the shield by then. Maybe they could. You know, they've been teasing this whole breakup thing for mm-hmm. a month now. But it's definitely yeah, possible. they got to run it at one point. Like, 
for something that matters too. Like like Roman Reigns and Batista, like or excuse me, Roman Reigns and uh, Biggie Langston. That could be like Cena Batista. That could be like you know that, or it could be like one of those you know generational you know defining rivalries of a generation. Um, yeah. It's a little early to say, but it definitely could happen. And if it does, I'm going to pull this footage up and say I was a genius. But <laughs> um, uh, no, no, Xavier Woods or Bo Dallas. I mean, they, they, I mean, they're on there, but they had no chance to win. <laughs> uh, Fandango got off to a smoking hot start with Jericho, but then they had nothing for him. Yeah, they had him dancing against a great colleague, which is never good. Um. That's going to take us to our first break. We will be back with our match of the year section um, and pay-per-view of the year section. This is One Nation Radio. One Nation! One Nation. Welcome back to One Nation Radio. We listen to Soul Tape 3. While we giving out these imaginary awards. <laughs> Best damn award show going today. If you say so, sir. You know. Diamonds are forever. And so are the One Nation Radio Awards. <laughs> That's the weakest shit Rick Flair's ever been. That's the poor Rick Flair. He used to use Rick Flair's line for that shit? Really? Really, dude? That's what you choose to do? This is what you produce? You know. You know. With the tools I was given, you know. Wow. Um, All right. Moving on. Thank you. Please move on. Yeah. Um, we're going to go ahead and take it in a different direction. Um, pay-per-view match of the year. Big, big category because... There are so many good matches. Did, yes. Um, that, we had, that we had to actually break it up into television or pay-per-view. Because it was like... We, we kind of got in a point of contention like with you know one of the matches. Like We wanted to be like, all right, we need to give this its own category. Because I was, we were sitting there like before I even even came up with match of the year. I had wrote out, I had thought about, it, I had wrote up like something close to twenty matches that were caliber of yeah. That that those are all great matches. Now what are we gonna do with this? And we were like, uh, nah, we can't do that. Because you know it's so varied. So break it up and break it up. <laughs> so this is what we got. So go ahead and give them the nominees for pay per view of the year. Right, Pay per view uh, match of the year. We have SummerSlam, Daniel Bryan versus John Cena for the WWE Championship. We got CM Punk versus Lesnar, also from SummerSlam. <clears throat> CM Punk versus The Undertaker at WrestleMania. CM Punk versus Chris Jericho at Payback. We promise this is just not the CM Punk segment. <laughs> um, Cena versus Orton, the TLC unification match. And Triple H versus Brock Lesnar and the Steel's Cage Brother. At, lim- at Extreme Rules. At Extreme Rules. Um, through each of those matches, there are no losers. I just want to say. <laughs> um, I don't know, man. It's tough. It's for, for me. It's only three choices. It's one of three choices. Either you can say Daniel Bryan versus Cena. Mm-hmm. You can say uh, Undertaker, CM Punk, or you can say CM Punk versus Lesnar. Yeah. Um, if you choose any of those three, that's fine. For me. I don't know. I watched all three of these matches just just the other day. Uh, for and I'm trying not to get caught up in the sentimentality of it. Uh, I, I'm guess I'm going to have to go with. Um, for me, I'm going with Daniel Bryan Cena SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm pretty sure most people are going to say uh, Lesnar or the Undertaker match. 
but I'm I remember when we were watching um, SummerSlam, we were thinking, damn, uh, John Cena and Daniel Bryan got some shit to follow. Like, yes, thank you. <laughs> yes, we did. Yes. Um, and keep in mind, even before that on the card, you also had Christian versus Del Rio, uh, Del Rio. which was a great match. That just, well, another one of those 20 there. matches that, yeah, that you, you know, couldn't just. Del, but Del Rio ain't good. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> Jericho vs. Punk at Payback was amazing. Yeah. Um, it was like, I think it was like 28 minutes or something they gave him. Like, it was ridiculously long. Um, and it was CM Punk's, you know, comeback match from, you know, the Undertaker match, which was some, you know, it was deep in itself. Um, Orton vs. Cena, basically what the match meant, um, what, or what they tried to implicate that it meant. Um... And Triple H versus Lesnar, like, in the Steel's cage was, you know, you the spot where he pulled the the uh, sledgehammer off the cage, and you forget, yeah. oh, yeah, he's in charge of all this. So, you know, he had to uh, <laughs> put that up there, you know, just in case he needed well, it. Well, you, um, you know what my favorite part of that match was. The go, the go ahead. You know, we'll get to it later, but in IWC Awards, but, you know, the old Bret Hart thing, talking about the that Undertaker match, um... That Hell in a Cell was a 4 out of 10 or whatever. And then, you know, next thing you know, all of a sudden, like, the next paper <laughs> you Triple H is in, all of a sudden he puts Lesnar in the fucking sharpshooter. Well, I'm sorry. And, I, 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 when I, and the second, and, you know, we were all watching it, and, the first, and the first, as soon as it happened, I started yelling out, 4 out of 10, 4 out of 10, and Rich started looking like, yeah, got, got him. Like, you know, Bret Hart is Nas, and Triple H is Jay-Z. Like, so. Oh, man. I'm going to go with CM Punk and Brock Lesnar. Myself. That's probably going to be in the for the consensus match of the year for everyone. It was just because come out easier and less. Yeah, th- they had the, they had the advantage of going on first and you know setting the bar. And I think Brian Versina was was literally if one of them's a ten, the other one's a nine point eight. And just seeing them unveil a new finisher, you know, out of nowhere that put Cena down for the one, two, three. Just how rare does Cena, does Cena not kick out? You know. <laughs> Without shenanigans, yeah. Um, but the, the Punk and Brock Lesnar, the physicality, it almost like felt like you know CM Punk actually it was legit. Like he had a shot at actually whooping that man's ass in real life, which would never happen. Oh, but no, they no, they, no. they made us suspend disbelief long enough um, to get the story across. Um, that five on the chair, uh, the you know CM Punk he uh, he's hanging on to Heyman's. Uh, He's hanging on to Heyman's uh, tie to keep, hold for, keep from getting uh, F5, and Lesnar's yelling, let go. Like, it's just just great moments. Yeah. Um, but Dan Bryan versus Cena, I'm taking it back, man. I, I'm going to be a coward and make a tie. Like, I can't, I can't choose. I mean, you did that last year. I mocked yeah. you, and then I did it again. Yeah. I did it right after the very next round. So, yeah. but for me, it's Daniel Bryan. Yeah. It's, 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 it's CM Punk. I mean, Cena. You know, same with the match. Oh, yeah, same with the matchment and, you know, all that. Next is the TV match of the year. Um, and this one was absolutely loaded. Yes. Um, this might have been the best TV wrestling, you know, year in recent memory. I can't remember 2011 having this many, like, good matches. I can't I remember 2012. Especially, 2012 the, fir- especially the first half of the year, too. Like, you had... 
you had Jericho with four matches on his own on TV that could have been put on here. Mm-hmm. Like you had a match with Punk, you had a match with, with Daniel Bryan, you had a match with RVD. Uh, there's one other match I'm forgetting. Um, yeah, I'm blanking. Well, anyway, but he he was phenomenal on his own route just by himself. And then you have Daniel Bryan out here him for 40 minutes and whatnot. Yeah, fighting in gauntlet matches, you know, with every stable. Yeah. Every stable had a gauntlet match with that man. Like, go out there and save us, Daniel, you know. Yeah. Um, but on to the nominees. We got Daniel Bryan versus the Real Americans and Ryback where he had uh, the that classic. super match with, with, uh, with in the middle. Yeah, with Cesaro. With, yes. Which was, I rewatched that the other day. Like, I see, watched Heat Day. He uppercutted that man so many times, like, <laughs> like Cesaro was so frustrated he wasn't able to put that man away, and then he pulls out that small package at the end, and it's just like, like wow, that man escaped. Like, like, how does he top that? Um, Del Rio versus Big Show and the last man standing, like, at, and uh, started out the, that was like the, the first year. great match of the year, the very first one. That's like the first week of the year, maybe or the second. Yep, the psychology of it, where you know he puts Big Show under the table. So he can't, you know, you know, get up and, you know, Dario is so underrated. And then that leads into the second match he has uh, at Royal Rumble, last man yep. standing, and ties his legs and he can't do nothing. Yeah. Um, CM Punk versus John Cena, which is, it was so good, they put it on the 50 years of WWE DVD immediately. Yeah. Like, it, the, the outcome of the match, you know, it was never in question. Yeah, but those guys are so good that it made you think anything could happen. It, like it, the unthinkable was going to happen. Like, hold on, we're about to get you know Punk versus Rock for Three. the third time in a row. Like, is Punk going to win the belt back? Like, what? Like, <laughs> um, I remember when I was watching that match, I I thought I was like, I don't know what Rock and Cena got planned for WrestleMania. It but better be. It better come correct though. That, uh, but it ain't going to be better than what we just saw. Like. <laughs> The the power bomb and you know the hurricane. The power driver. The power driver. Yes, like you know, CM Punk was evoking his you know his inner Jerry Lawler. You know, <laughs> um, what's the next match? I just lost the uh, file. Well, one I know another one that's up there is when okay. um, Ziggler it. cashes in. Ziggler cashes in. Um, I made my case to James earlier about. This being the best cash-in we've ever seen. Um, and with the whole devaluing, or excuse me, they're getting rid of the uh, you know the World Heavyweight title, we're only going to see one cash-in a year, so it has a chance to last. Allegedly, really. Yeah, yeah. Before, you know, they bring it back when they realize, oh, we need another belt. Um, Can't nobody watching this second show. Um, that uh, the drama they created, you know, and the crowd assisting them with that, it was, it was as high and as low you could go in three minutes that I've ever seen. Yeah, in in ring wise, they're one of the best like pairs that put together in this year. Yeah. Now every time they were like both their pay per view matches were great. The cash in speaks for itself. That match that we me and you watched on main event. They just was great. The the booking just couldn't get out of its own way with with those two guys. Like. Yeah. And also Ziggler's real concussion that messes some things mm-hmm. up. Um, the next match um, up uh, was Rob Van Dam versus Jericho. Jer- Jericho's first match. I think I dropped sorry, like 500 words on that. Van Dam's first match um, on Raw <laughs> in like six years, I believe. Yeah. Uh, it was in Brooklyn. And there was a point where the, 
when he went to the top rope and he did that front flip. I had never seen Van Dam do that before until that point. And then I thought he was going to, like, kill himself when he was doing it. Like, <laughs> I didn't know what was going on. Uh, but it was real fitting because RVD transitioned to Jericho's role um, that he had. Um, and Daniel Bryan versus Randy Orton street on June fight. 24th, street fight. And that was, like, the last of their face-versus-face feud where we had having the, the weak, I like to call it the weak link feud. Yeah. Where, you know, you have them fighting the Shield and his team held over his Orton and... You know, it keeps happening where you know the guy that the guy's taking like pins or whatever is Brian, and you know they're fighting each other, and like the fights continuing, and Brian the matches are great, and then it also has to stop because Brian gets nerve damage or whatever in his arm, and then next one is um, or he is counted counted out, out, so he wants to finish, and he's like street fight, run it, and they beat the living hell out of each other. That's a pay per view match. That like they they gave away a great match. Yep, it was better than all the matches they had for the rest of the year. It was only really just a test, like, in theory, like, when you look back, it was like, oh, this is just a, we're testing this out to see how, you know, these guys' chemistry, and it was good that they went with it. Um, the only other match they had this year that even came close was the match right after TLC. Yeah. That's the only thing that came close to that match. Um, he ended up beating them with the, um, with the kendo stick, with the, the with kendo the yes stick, lock. yes lock, yeah. Like, that was, that was unbelievable. Um... This is tough. I'm going to go okay, with... Okay, LeBron. Shit. <laughs> um, as much as I, I got to eliminate the gauntlet match, I got to eliminate Big Show and Del Rio, got to eliminate RVD and Jericho, um, got to eliminate the cash-in. It's going to come down to Punk and Cena versus, you know, Brian and Orton, which are literally, you know, the big four facing off. We're splitting them right down the middle. <laughs> um... That's tough, man. I'm going to go with Daniel Bryan versus uh, Randy Orton, even though I've always been to Punk versus Cena before Raw, just because of the sheer unpredictability of Orton losing clean at that time when Orton didn't lose to that. And they were like, oh, wow, they're really letting Daniel Bryan beat this man clean. And that was the beginning of Daniel Bryan being looked at as a top guy. Uh, And it was the end of Orton as a face, pretty much. Yeah, like the whole team hell no thing. Like that was just all. That that just all. Like imagine a, a tag team match that was that big and mattered that much to the storyline all the year before, and carried in through, and then all of a sudden it dissolves amicably, yeah. or or without like a feud or rivalry happening after that. And then he's like, Nah, we got bigger plans for you, which is gonna lead to you, you know, headlining or main eventing WrestleMania or SummerSlam. I'm sorry. So. I don't know. I it's one of those two. That was like a ECW match, bro. Like <laughs> he he did a T-bone suplex uh, through the table and through the bottom of the table, so it didn't like break the right way. Yeah, um, I bro for me is one of them. It's it's the Orton, it's the Gauntlet match, the Street Fight, or number one contender match. And I on the right day, I'll change my mind between them three. I I I say I'll take the Street Fight too. All right. Um, and up next, we have the pay-per-view of the year. Um, we had we had a lot of good pay-per-views. We had a lot of bad pay-per-views this year. It was year. so, like, if they had just, and the thing that makes this year so uneven is the fact that as many great pay-per-views were in the first half of the year, there was almost that many, if not more, bad pay-per-views in the second half. It was just, ugh. Like that, the huge amount of talent they had in the first half, they didn't have at their disposable, disposable the second half. Like, there was no Sheamus. 
was, you know, got to count for something. There was no Mark Henry at certain points. You might have lost Cena for, what, a month or two? Yep, you lost Cena. Um, two months. You lose your part-timers that, that come through. You lose Jericho. Um, yeah. But, um... To and, then our, and then our main events were, were bad matches. It, it was. It looked like WCW. <laughs> like, like they're 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 just overbooked, way overbooked. Um, Pay per view of the year: Royal Rumble, Elimination Chamber, Extreme Rules, SummerSlam, Money in the Bank, and Payback. That's correct. No WrestleMania. No WrestleMania. Which is like almost blasphemous until you look at the cards and you're like, oh, gotcha. I understand. Like, <laughs> um. To me, this is a two-horse race between SummerSlam and, you know, what came out of nowhere was Payback. Yeah. Um, they had a great Divas match on Payback, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I guess they knew they were going to Chicago and they couldn't, you know, slack off because the, that crowd will turn on you, basically. Um, you had CM Punk coming off his hiatus, you know, against Chris Jericho in Chicago. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. have the CM, or you have the Cena Ryback match. You have that Divas match. Uh, there's one other match from the beginning. They had a great. Um, the Shield had a great match in in, uh, in that pay per view too. So uh, it was stacked. Um, me, I'm gonna go with SummerSlam because they had three great matches, uh, and they were all the matches that you that were supposed to be great. Like the two belt, the matches for the two belts were great, and also the Cena, you know, the second main event. All right. They just put it over the top. I'm going to also take SummerSlam just because of how essential it was to the second half of the year. It didn't. It, it, it set the groundwork. They didn't execute it properly, but you couldn't set the groundwork any better than that. Um, CM Punk versus Lesnar, which is you know my match of the year pick, comes from that pay per view. Two so of the three best matches two, of the entire year over off SummerSlam. Yes, like. That really, we shouldn't have to say anything yeah. <laughs> more than that. Two of the three best matches this year were in SummerSlam. There was a disappointing match on there. Um, it was the debut of Bray Wyatt. Um, oh, God. That was the opener, Kane. too. The and opener. Look, that, and let's say you know how good that pay-per-view was. You just, like, you just forgot that. And it was a seven-minute Inferno match. Yeah. Where no one got burned. They just uh, laid the fire down and just drug Kane. Um, also, uh, Rhodes and uh, Sandow fought on SummerSlam. That's right. But, um... Yeah, SummerSlam is my vote for pay-per-view of the year. Um, we will be right back with our final segment, which includes the promo cutter of the year, troll of the year, feud of the year, click of the year, and our favorite, the IWC award. <laughs> this is One Nation Radio. One Nation! One Nation Sports. They just killed this vibe. And welcome back to the final segment of the One Nation Radio Wrestling Awards. The best goddamn wrestling awards show you'll ever hear. Until next year. Can we get better at this? Hopefully. If not, we should kill ourselves. Twice. Wow. But, uh, we played two songs from... The uh, three songs, excuse me, from the uh, new Fab mixtape. Check that out if you haven't. Um, now he's only he's one of the few people that like, oh they dropped a mixtape I'll go listen to it. Yeah. Like at this point, 
Like, nah, bro. Like, there's too much. There's too much stuff going on for me to go and sit down with you for for a mixtape for some free music. Yeah. You know, I go. If you ain't trying to sell it, it must not be that damn good. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Our next um. Our next um. What's this thing segment? Called? Category. Category. Oh, next category. Okay. Our next category is the uh, promo cutter of the year award, um, which makes it ret- is return from last year. Um, we have The Rock, we have Paul Heyman, uh, CM Punk, Triple H, John Cena, and AJ Lee. Finally, something without Daniel Bryan in it. <laughs> I didn't. Re- well, he won in the Woman of the Year award. Yes, but he wasn't. you know, can't he can't do it all? Yeah, you know <laughs> that slacker. Uh, we have The Rock on there, who you know came back and electrified. Um, you had like the whole thing when we were there in person with Rock versus CM Punk in person was amazing. Yeah, once in a lifetime. Like they, they just don't roll that out every week. Like yeah, and then CM Punk drops the you know the box with God. Yep, yeah. he had um, a lot of like God talk. Like he uh cut that promo. The I am God. Yeah, I am God. When a couple weeks later, uh, like a month later. Um, when he, before he fought Cena, and then it made and they had the that that shirt. Yeah, knees to faces. No, no, not the knees to face shirt. Like the shirt, they almost like um, it almost like deified him. Like the one, it almost like almost. Oh, okay, I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, like, it, it was great. Yeah, yeah, that was great. Um, just just trolling off that. You had Paul. I loved you, Heyman. <laughs> um, you you have his work. You have his work in so many different situations. Like he was the, to me, he was the the best year, like all year, the best heel talker. Um, you have that part, the, the one that sticks out to mind, as you mentioned, the, when he beats the, the the living hell out of uh, CM Punk. With, well, I loved you. Um, with the Kindle stick. I fathered you. you. Yeah. <laughs> you have, of course, the will you be a Paul Hammond guy proposal yeah. to Ryback, which is that's, absurd. That's just that's why he's also on, on you know Troll of the Year. Yeah. Uh, you have um, the talk when the um, yeah the talk when he's talking to Jericho. He's talking to Jericho. He had to carry that while he was gone, while Punk was gone for those for that month. You also have when he's talking to Triple H set up the Brock Lesnar contract signing for for WrestleMania 29 also, mm-hmm. which is great. Uh, so Triple H moving on. Or did I say CM Punk already? Uh, yeah, yeah, CM Punk. CM first. Punk, who's CM Punk at this point. Um, Cena. Yeah. No, I, well, I want to talk about Triple H. Um, okay. Triple H cuts very good promos. Some of them are a little longer than you know we would like, but. The funny thing about his promos are, you know, you almost wonder what he's talking about at some point, but you know exactly what he's talking about. Like, those long promos he would cut after Orton won the belt, he, it feels like he's <laughs> dropping insider information, but he's really not, but he is. It's like, it's good, but it's, you can't quite, you know, put your hands on it at this point. The the one that sticks out to me with, with Triple H was the one when, he, when uh, he comes back and says he asks Kicker's back, and he offers that open proposal to Brock Lesnar to fight him at WrestleMania because you know he's like, you know, you broke. I need all I needed was a reason. 
All yeah. I need was a reason. I've been training. I, I've been training ever since I got this cast off. All I need was a reason. And I'm sitting there with, with Vincent, you know, just hip replacement surgery. And my wife's crying. And the grandkids yeah. are crying. And I'm sitting there. And I have a smile on the inside because I know I got my reason. Yeah. I, I love that one. <laughs> so. John Cena. Uh, Cena's the best one for me. Uh, was the most recent one. Uh, starting, Randy Orton. The Randy Orton when he ethered them going into TLC. Yeah. Like, that got me to actually care about that match more than just, uh, it's like, I was like, oh, this is another match. Like, I don't know why Brian's not in this. Maybe yeah. trying to stretch this out. And I was like, all of a sudden, he's like, you've had, you've had issues out, you've had issues in the ring, you have issues outside the ring. I was like, oh, hold on, wait a minute. Yeah, like, your ears perked up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, you now have my attention. Yeah. So. And the one he did with Daniel Bryan where he basically said, you know, I don't care if you've been wrestling, you know, in a high school gym, whatever, that doesn't make you any better than me, like, all this other shit, like, <laughs> um, the, the last one, back to the Rockin' Cena, you know, that promo they had on Old School Raw, he was yeah. like, you ain't getting redemp- redemption, Jack, you're getting your ass kicked, like, <laughs> like, that was probably one of my favorite yeah. moments of the year, like, when Rock said that, um, Cena, Cena, like, he's been, he's been great, great, like, elite. Yeah. Like the Rock. Eventually, we're gonna have to stop, you know, hating John Cena. But you know, we can hate him for the sport of it. But you know, you really, you know, if you're out here really just on this Cena sucks shit. I, I, I like look. I I still like to root against him and all that kind of stuff. And I same like, here. Obviously, I, and obviously, because you know, I feel like there are the guys that you know. I feel like as opposed to he should be the number one guy in the in the top of the totem pole. He should bounce around with these other guys that are also really on his level mm-hmm. and actually show that there's, you know, there's there's more than just one guy yeah. in the hierarchy of things. But, uh, I mean, you can hate it if you want to. You waste your time. Yeah. And A.J. Lee, who has taken a mat. They, they, they've she had two of the best, open, like, vicious promos of anybody. And, you, you know... Just they've let her go. Like they, they took like the uh, train wheels off. Yeah, I mean, I remember last year I was like, all these storylines she's involved in with all these top guys, and she meanwhile like, she's not the champion. She, you know, she comes a champion this year, and then she, you know, she airs, she completely like devastates the then champion Caitlyn, mm-hmm. who used to be her friend. You're trash. Yeah, called her trash. <laughs> like also, you know, we'll get to this later. The whole uh, the whole catfish situation that oh, they pulled gosh. on her yes. that was great. Um, and then, and then she, she takes off. She took off all of the total divas at once, and said they're all irrepla- they're all replaced with women. They just weren't pretty enough to be actresses and all that stuff. Man, it's just cutting deep, bro. Cutting yeah. deep. Like, cause you like, man, like I imagine them walking backstage and them going up to her like, you don't really feel like that, do you? And yeah. And her walking off like, maybe I don't know. Whatever. There's nothing. There's nothing better than when you cut a promo on somebody and like. You got a somebody's got a problem and they're alluding to something that could be taken as just real, like it's an actual shoot. Yep. Ain't nothing like ain't, ain't nothing be like oh you hear that ooh the crowd that ooh <laughs> like we got you ooh. <laughs> um oh one one thing for I forgot to mention with the Rock when the Rock did the song the Eric Clapton yes. uh, song on Vicky that yes. was outstanding. Bitch, you look terrible tonight. <laughs> oh man! And then he also, you know, he was doing the "We Will Rock You," or was that last? That was year? last year. Yeah, that okay. was last year. But Rock will come out here and give us a show with a guitar at some yeah. point. So like, you know, at some point, can't wait to see him come out there and do another rock show. Yeah, um, I'm going with Paul Heyman just because 
of the versatility of any situation, whether he can make you laugh with his absurdity, or he can, you know, also go dead serious. Like, even when he's being a kiss-ass Mr. McMahon about, like, please, like, please, like, don't do, please do not treat CM Punk like yeah. this, please. You're nothing but a, you're nothing but a, a promoter. promoter. You're yeah, a promoter. promoter. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but he's great. He's great. And then, remember, remember when Vince McMahon and, and Paul Heyman was out there fighting? Yes. Like, <laughs> like just seeing Paul Heyman fighting, like, that's just funny to me. I yeah, don't man. know why. He, you know, when he talked about how he was going to make Curtis Axel, I halfway believed him. Really? Yeah. I like, didn't. Look, look, he's that persuasive of a talker. You know what I thought? I thought he needs somebody to keep him on TV. Like, Axel's a decent worker, or he's a good enough worker. They should put him in a singlet. That's fine. Wow. That's fine. <laughs> and, uh, like, but, you know, just let, just let Axel do, just let Heyman do all your talking. Just don't say a word. Don't even, don't yeah. even talk. Don't even look at the mic. Like, they should have played that with him. Like, he, like every time they got when a mic, he's about to say a word. It's like, almost like with Ron Simmons, when he, before he even gets a chance to say damn, like, he just a pause, build up, and, mm-hmm. and then Heyman takes the mic out of that man. Hey, you, hey, don't, you don't say anything. You yeah. don't, you don't talk. I do the talking. Yeah. I'm going to go with Paul Heyman. I am too. Heyman was great. Yeah, but um, in a close second, I'm going to go with The Rock. Because, oh man, actually, it's it's a tie with him and Punk for the second. Because that Punk versus Rock promo was like... And the thing about uh, with the whole Punk thing was Punk was in getting ready at TLC for, uh, for Rock. He was cutting promos... On him. Oh, like, he cut three killer promos in the span of eight days, like, around TLC. Like, yeah. the, the two Raw surrounding, uh, yeah. before and after, impossible at TLC, getting ready for Rock. Yeah. And, I mean, that was that was 2012, that was 13, but he yeah. did some great stuff. Um, moving on, some of you may have wondered why we didn't mention Mark Henry in the last category. Uh, but <laughs> here he will get his due. The Bobby Heenan Troll of the Year Award, which was yeah. changed... Yeah. From the uh, Jerry Lawler's role of the year. Yeah. Award. I mean, we were talking and we were saying, well, you could also say uh, Jesse Ventura, but Jesse Ventura was also spouting off super duper extra ridiculous racist, racist stuff. So I like, Chico! I mean, I, I, no, I can't condone, I can't really co-sign that, you know. But I but I went with Heenan because Heenan, you know, he's the kind of guy, you know, WrestleMania 9 is Yoko's Universe Bret Hart. The crowd yells, is yelling USA rooting for <laughs> Bret Hart. And he says, you hear these idiots? They're talking, they're talking, they're rooting for USA when Bret Hart's, he, he's a Canadian. Yeah. Like, stuff like that. You know, he just sticks out. 92 Royal Rumble when he's, like, going from, you know, being being a lunatic at one point to absolutely, like, worshipping Flair to... Every single match, every single match in 92 that Bret Hart worked after he took the belt off Flair, he's talking about how much Flair is better than Bret Hart while Bret Hart beat him for yeah. the belt and he's carrying it around. Yes, yeah, trolling. Like, you listen, you watch uh, Shawn Michaels versus Bret Hart at Survivor Series and you just hear, he's like, who's the best, who's the best... Like who's the best scientific wrestler in the world? That's easy. It's Flair. <laughs> so, so I decided to give it to him instead of change it from uh, Jerry from Lawler, Lawler to Heenan. So seeing Heenan on the uh, 50 years uh, oh, DVD. Lord. So um, I've always loved Bobby Heenan. It made me forget. I had forgot about. It. I was like, oh, we should have. Why didn't we do that last year? You know, sometimes I just blank out on stuff. We got uh, Triple H slash The Authority, like with Stephanie McMahon. How, Added to it, yeah. Like they've, like you want to talk about some real trolling? Like they are, they're they are the enemy of the IWC, and they know it. 
and they're doing it on purpose. Like they, you know, they get together and they like they do little pecks on the cheeks and and like Stephanie's like, oh, you're jealous, you're jealous. Like it's funny. Yeah. They go out there and you know they berate people yeah. and they're like they they're bury people. They're, like their heels, the faces, and their faces, the heels at the same time. Like all like when it comes to booking matches and whatnot, it's just you know no one's better at getting themselves over. Maybe except Hogan. <laughs> um, <laughs> Paul Heyman and triple, or excuse me, Paul Heyman for troll of the year uh, for multiple for multiple things. The ma- the faces he makes while managing other guys between during matches when they cut to his face and he, he you know is you know they say a picture worth a thousand words but his his faces are worth like ten million yeah. like just everything uh, when he's dressed up as Paul Bearer yes with the urn that's that's oh yes yes <laughs> my favorite my my favorite thing I was watching WrestleMania I was watching the WrestleMania match Punk and and uh, and Undertaker Ed there's a point where I think he has him in some type of just, you know, shit in the face lock or whatever. And mm. all of a sudden, you see him teasing Undertaker with the urn outside the ring, like so, just holding it out, like, yeah. and he's making the face, like. <laughs> and it, I mean, obviously, I would, anybody that watches that match, it's, in, it's like in the first five minutes, it's just hilarious. He just has him, and there you go. Uh, what are, What's next on there? I believe Mark Henry. Mark, Mark Henry, Henry, who cut a promo so good that he should have gotten an Emmy Award for it. I yeah. seriously thought Mark Henry was retiring. Yeah. I was I had sent text messages out. Duped. Duped. Hoodwink. Bamboozled. Led astray. Run him up. Any other Malcolm X line you wanna wanna quote in there. Like you, um, you really thought he was done when he came out there with that terrible jacket. That terrible yeah. pink jacket. Yeah. Looking like a gigantic eraser. He was hugging people backstage, like on the way out to the ring, like it was a immaculate setup. They gave that man a belt. He was like, Baby, I'm coming home. Like, yeah, to his daughter. To his daughter yeah. Like, like, Daddy's coming home. Like, he Nancy cried. Yeah. Like, he really know. dropped in out there. <laughs> yeah. The that, world's strongest head slap and slam. Like, like, I was like, oh, my God. I was like, that's the best thing I've ever seen. Like, <laughs> uh, we had Zeb Coulter on there. Do we even need to explain that? No. Um, <laughs> and then we had B.E. Langston for his role in, uh, in all the catfishing. That yeah, the catfish with Caitlin, which is probably for me the second best troll segment of the year behind the Mark Henry. Uh, I will say, oh yeah, we also got the, the Fandango, the whole yes. build up leading to WrestleMania. You come out there, you know. I'm not wrestling, you know. You can't, y'all ain't pronouncing my name right. Yeah. So I'm out of here. T- you know. I'm gonna go with Mark Henry because it's like it unbelievable. Yeah, like, that that one particular that's the most singular like shocking thing. Like, wait, what? You did. And, like, he slapped everyone's head. And he was Everyone. on Twitter, like, the weekend before, like, saying, yeah, you know, I don't know if I got it. But he had plenty left in the tank. Yeah, like, you know? <laughs> yeah, I'll go, I'll go with him for that one. Like, the, the, like surprise-wise, this, the only other surprise that I thought was bigger this year was when Jericho showed up out of nowhere at, at um, Royal Rumble at number, as number two entry. That's, that's the only thing else. Break the walls down! So, Mark Henry, congrats, dude. You slapped everyone's head. You slapped yeah. everyone's head. Yeah, I... I don't know, man. That's that's nuts. Like, <laughs> but shout out to Langston for for being involved in that catfish thing because that was that was excellent. I, I I still enjoy watching that. I was sometimes so, go back and watch it. You see the meme like where he's holding her, and then on the bottom one, he's like this, like and he drops her. <laughs> I'm like, oh no! At first, I thought it was for real, and they were gonna be like, I think it's some type of love triangle yeah. or whatever. And they're like, nah, I'm just gonna drop you. Yep. And the Asian music comes on. Damn. Um, up next, we have the Feud of the Year Award. 
Um, we have CM Punk versus Paul Heyman, which was due to happen. Uh, it was the only way they could turn CM Punk back. Which is, you know, it, in our in one of our previous podcasts when it happened, it, I was like, yeah, there's the best way to turn. That's how they're gonna turn back face. And sure enough, you know, they listen to us, right? You know, um, make Daniel Bryan champion yeah. at WrestleMania. Yeah, God damn it. <laughs> um, what else we got? Daniel Bryan versus the Authority, which dominated the second half of the year. Yeah. Um. The second half of the year, meaning SummerSlam, by the way, everyone. Um, Rose Family versus The Authority. Um, the Rock versus CM Punk. Alberto Del Rio versus The Big Show. And Triple H versus Brock Lesnar. Hmm. Um, I mean, for me, I don't know. It's only one or two um, things, but uh, I'm Daniel Brown versus The Authority. Just carried over. They whooped that man's ass every single night. That man came out there and having gauntlet matches with the Shield. He's fighting Orton on multiple pay-per-views. He had to carry the show without... Um, with. I mean, it's really only two choices. Either you're going with the Punk versus the Heyman guys, or you're going with this one. So, yeah. I'll just take Brian versus the Authority <coughs> because of the amount of good matches that came from it. Uh, the, the ass-whoopings, the, the promos... Uh, also, Rock vs. CM Punk was electric. I think where they fell short was in the matches because... You and know, you mean by the matches, you mean the damn tables either yeah. not breaking right or breaking too early in both those matches that would yeah. have otherwise been considered perfect? Yep. Uh, Rock vs. Punk, like, if it's everything you wanted promo-wise. The internet was very upset at the result. I got into it with a guy um, on Twitter about it just... So, when did the people's elbow become like a move you couldn't win with? If I recall, he whooped Hulk Hogan's ass uh, with the people's elbow at WrestleMania. I don't understand. I didn't even know how that was even a complaint, considering like I don't know. Most of the best matches ever are like you decided without finishers. Like there's stuff like roll ups and sunset flips and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I don't really care how that happens. Yeah. Like what he spoke. Like if he rock bottom, would it made people fine? Oh, that's what happened at Elimination Chamber. No, but another thing, like, you know, and there's also, you know, guys that have five million different finishers like The Undertaker. So if Undertaker hit with, the, you know, let's say Undertaker used Hell's Gates or Last Ride or the Show Slam or Tombstone, yeah. does it matter? Yeah. Like, I and mean... They, and, they, and they miss the fact that Punk actually pinned Rock. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, he couldn't hold the bell forever. Um, I'll go with Brian versus The Authority. Okay. Up next, we got the Click of the Year. Which makes a return. Uh, we have Team Hell No, who we cannot forget about, uh, which is this generation's rock and sock connection. Um, Greater than Jericho. Show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Wyatt Family. Um, we have Code Dust, as we've named them. Yes. If you don't know who that is by now, you know, get to know. Um, the Shield and The Authority and. Ziggler, um, Langston, and AJ, their trio. As AJ called them, Ziggy and Biggie, right? Yeah, Ziggy and Biggie. You know? <laughs> Unbelievable. That's terrible. Uh, uh, I don't know, you go on this one. It's gotta be the Shield. Yeah. They're more cohesive. They uh, whoop people's ass. They have three stars that are like, that are destined to like to break out. Within the Wyatt family, there's only one real guy that I feel like I really give a damn about, and that's Luke Harper. Yeah. Um, Code Dust, like, 
I love the story that how they got Goldust back on TV. Goldust has been, you know, a godsend for Cody Rhodes because they got Rhodes hot and then they also had something to do with them with uh, Goldust and it's going to lead to, you know, hopefully a match, you know, where Cody goes back heel. One thing I will say is I... I don't know if I mean obviously you know they're, they're they look at these guys see what they can do in the ring but I would like to know how they go into deciding okay this former guy can come back and wrestle for us on a tour of X amount of time or whatever I would love to know like, like did he have to go to the performance center and, and work out or yeah something like, like that when it comes to Jericho it was like okay they they get it and then RVD oh we have money in the bank and it's in Philly can you come back for this and then we'll figure something out for you for X amount of months. Gold dust is like it just came out on a whim. Yeah. Uh, the authority drop thing dropped. They had Cody Rhodes bad mouth um Cody and then all you're fired, fight for your brother's job, come back, you fight the shield, you get title shot, you get the titles, you come out here and now gold dust is back flipping and shit. Yeah. I, I, I don't know like what I would love to know how that come how they come to that decision of, yeah, we're gonna bring you back, we're gonna bring you back for this long or it comes to Oh, you performed so well that we're gonna bring your ass back. We're gonna extend your stay or yeah. whatever. I like, think I think it's more like that. Um, the Wyatt family has too many inconsistencies for me to consider them click of the year. Um, Team Hell No. They weren't. I want to put it like this: with when the Wyatt, I don't think they were on. The, I don't think I put them on this list a month ago. Yeah. It, which would have outraged the IWC, which we we'll get to late. Kiss my yeah. ass. We will. Yeah. We will get to that in the next section. Um, if you are a listener of the show, you you already know what you, it is. you know how we feel about the Wyatt family, um, the Shield, head and shoulders like Over they can't they can't compete with the Shield. Nope, not at all. And the Authority was straight, but anybody, ain't nobody cheering for that. And yeah. they ain't wrestling. Yeah, you know when, when's uh you know Stephanie gonna take a back body drop? You know, <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure the former Divas champ can take. That was the one thing I thought was funny about the Slammies. Like everybody was like gasping and, pl- and clutching their pearls. Yeah. And uh, like meanwhile, they she's hit a, a former, girl. She, yeah, cause they had a girl. Meanwhile, they knocked over a girl. Meanwhile, she's a former Divas champ. She can take that bump yeah. and get up fine. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> next, like, <laughs> there's somebody listening to us somewhere that's like, what the fuck, like. Google it. She was a former Divas champ. Yeah. A woman's champ before they moved to the Divas and put that, yeah. rank, you know, a butterfly on the belt. Yeah. So check it out, some of our uh, younger listeners, if y'all out there. Um, and our final award, which, you know, we love to affectionately, you know, we are a part of the IWC. Let's just get that out Reluctantly. Because, like, technically we are. Yeah, obviously. but there is a segment within the IWC that we like to consider lunatics. You know, yes, no different than like in a particular race where backstage you know, bookers, which we also are, but yeah. unreasonable backseat bookers. Yeah, like within like certain races, but like you know, there's this kind of people, and then those are those weirdos that are you know over there that do these type of things. Um, so. And by that we mean like the people that are wrestling fans that make me also queasy about telling people that I also watch wrestling and then I have to give this you know like a a one minute like disclaimer telling people yeah I understand how ridiculous it is for a grown ass man to watch wrestling <laughs> because there are nuts as that we like to clown that are in this community yeah. so continue um, the burial of Daniel Bryan the Wyatt family I'm here to show the world memes four out of ten. Loving and hating The Rock, 
in Fandango Wing. There are three things that stand out on here, I think, more than anything else that are, have been more controversial. Okay. Um, Fandango Wing, four out of ten. I'm here to show the world where more, you know, they were funny meme type things, mm-hmm. uh, which will live, four out of ten is going to live, you know, a lot longer Forever. life. Ever. Yeah. For Not than, ever, than ever. Fandango or I'm here to show the world. Um, so, 4 out of 10 is going to get its own due, but that's not going to be here. Um, we got, let's go through these. We got Brian's Burial, mm-hmm. we have the Wyatt Family, and Loving and Hating the Rock. Let's start with the Burial of Daniel Bryan. SummerSlam. Whether it's real or not, you mean? Yes, whether it, it exists. Now, had you asked me if it exists a week ago, I would have said no. Okay. But with this turn shit, like, if this is the way that it's going, I don't know, man. It's just something to keep him away from the belt for the time being. It's the same thing that happened with Kane, Kane and also, um, who else did he fight? Cameron, oh, uh, Kane and, yeah, well, just Kane, for example, keeping Cena away from the belt leading up to WrestleMania 28. Like, you gotta get you away for, for the time being, you know, because... We got. We can't have you like you're number one guy. You're clearly number one guy. Why are you not wrestling for the belt? Like we have to fill your time and keep you on TV and keep so you. We're gonna relevant. join you. I don't. I don't understand why he has to join them. But. I think the thing is, there's so much time between uh, between now and the 26th of Royal Rumble that they, they need something to do. We'll see. But um, that, I'm not gonna focus on this part. The one we're thing- gonna focus on the SummerSlam cash-in part. How everyone was so mad. That Orton okay. uh, buried Daniel Bryan. Orton and Triple H buried Daniel Bryan. Yeah. What what the, what the hell kind of burying is you know getting the main event in the next three or four pay per views? You know, you know what kind of burying you know lets you have the most time on TV? You know, <laughs> for the next four months. Like, <laughs> is he a one time champion or two time champion? Two. The two time champion. Yep. In the span of. A month. Yeah. Buried. So, buried. You know, not, you know, you know, what kind of bearing is pinning John Cena clean one, two, three in the middle of the ring? Yeah. How many, know? who are like the last five guys to say that? Like, it's what? It is Brian. It is Rock. Punk. It is Rock. Batista, probably. Yeah, on the cash in. No, Batista beat that man clean at a SummerSlam. It was one, two, three. Well, how many years ago was that? I think it was like 2008. Well, I mean, since then, like he cashed in on him at two th- uh, during the 2010 year yeah, yeah. Like, after Elimination Chamber. Yeah. So, like, there you go. You gotta get you get cash ins and yeah, that kind get, of stuff. You get fluke stuff. You know, you get Sheamus beating him in a tables match, that kind of stuff. So he yeah. doesn't have to take a pin. Like, you get John Laurinaitis and listen to Big Show to help drag that man out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. You know. <laughs> um. The Wyatt family. Um, there are people that are acting like the Wyatts are the greatest group to ever enter professional wrestling. I'm, they're better than the Four Horsemen. You I, know? I don't, they're better than the NWO. Better than Evolution. I'll say this. Since they've gotten Daniel Bryan, I've had no problems with them. 
But however, just because you get the number one guy in the sport, like you better not, be able to do like something. You with better it. do something. And, I, and I, the jury's still out, but as of right now, for what I've seen in the whole thing with like the SummerSlam and Kane, that whole thing left such a bad taste on my mouth. And they're abducting people and letting them and turning them loose, and nothing happens. <laughs> like I, I can't, I can't, nah, bro. Like they should be turning people into, into zombies, like The Walking Dead or something, like. Like they should turn those. Like if you if I, if we abduct you the next night on TV, you come in as a follower. Yeah, that's how it should happen. Yeah, but that's not how it happens. Like they should have had Miz out there, you know, dressed scruffy. They should have had Kofi Kingston. They should have had Ziggler. Like our truth, our truth. They should have like, had all those they guys. Were. They should have had all those guys, like you know, you know, walking with their heads down, just kind of you know, mumbling away, following behind this guy. Like there's so much they can do with them, but. The jury's still out, but like, because this is the cutoff date, I think it's, I think it's the wise because the internet loves him, and I'm not seeing that shit. As, I'm not, and I like from what I've seen so far, I just. Oh, we still got one to get to, uh, but thank God for Luke Harper. You're right. You're right. Thank God for Luke Harper. This is gonna be my winner. Loving and hating the Rock. Okay. Because I myself was guilty of this at one point. Yes, you were very much so, and I was like, "You okay?" But just because the return from WrestleMania 28 and the return from WrestleMania 29, I felt like Rock declined. Like as you know, he was he was still great on the mic, but we all we knew where everything was leading, and it kind of took some of the air out of the balloon. Um, hey, as far as like not knowing anything. Yeah. I got you. Um, And he almost walked in with the attitude like it was going to be easy. Like, like, you know, I'm just, you know, clearly going to roll out of bed and just still be the most talented guy when he's not anymore. Um, Eh. I don't know. I don't, I never held Rock to such a high end ring standard compared, I mean, compared to... Like my favorite wrestlers, so I never, I never took it as that. But I guess other people, you know, I mean, now because you know guys are better now in ring. Yeah, guys are expecting him to all of a sudden, yeah, all of a sudden this man is Dean Malenko. Like, nah, bro. <laughs> I don't know how, I don't know where you came to that conclusion, but that's not what it is. Like it, and it's, it and even, even so, he still, he still, he still puts on more than good enough matches. I, I just, I mean, they're not. They're not five star classic as they're built to be. I guess I might be the backlash mm-hmm. because the matches are all just, um, you know, good. And when you build someone up that kind of way, you expect great and limit and you know expectations are unreasonably high. Yeah, and it the product of people hating the rock. The rock, I think, was the love of CM Punk and that's their, their, their appreciation of CM Punk holding the belt for you know four hundred thirty four days. Um, yeah, he's gonna go over the biggest star like pro, or fake sports has ever produced. Yeah, of course that's gonna happen. Yeah, like I agree with the with the booking decision in retrospect, but at the time, like it was diff- it was tough to swallow. Like looking at looking at Punk like that, like it looked like such a money grab. I will. And say, it didn't feel genuine almost. I will say this: there's two there's two discussions you can take. There's two ends or thought about or two trains trains of thought. You can take one of CM Punk, you or you would have liked to see if anybody was going to take the in CM Punk's title reign, it'd be John Cena. Mm-hmm. And the other train of thought is 
well, these are, he comes out and Rock wrestles um, four matches this year, or three matches this year, and in the span from, including, if you include the match that he had with, um, at WrestleMania 28, he has two matches with Cena, he has two matches with Punk, and by him having two matches with Punk, it, it basically insinuates, it elevates Punk's status as, he is, it's not just a one-guy thing, it's a two-guy thing. Yeah. Um, however you, <coughs> however you decide which makes more sense, is pretty much the way you go. Mm-hmm. Now, I can totally understand you saying, like, why should a guy that, you know, that hasn't been in the ring or whatever wrestling uh, get this choice, but however... We get some real selective about who we think deserves what when it comes to this comes to fake sports. That and part-time performers. Yeah, especially like if it if it was Undertaker or it was Brock Lesnar. Mind you, Jericho, uh, Jericho came back and fought for the belt at WrestleMania. We have no exactly, and we have no qualms about that. However, when it's The Rock for some reason, <clears throat> it's a problem for him to wrestle for be you know have a number one content, be number one contender for Royal Rumble. You know. You know the match where you know Royal Rumble, the event where pretty much they, they experiment. Yeah, considering that everybody, the biggest thing that, that everybody cares about is who's going to win Royal Rumble and then fight at WrestleMania, as opposed to who's fighting the champ or who or is somebody going to take the belt off a of buddy to lead up to something at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Pretty much what it's always been. So I don't, I don't know. I have some, I have some, you know, ideas of what it could be. Mm-hmm. But I don't. I don't necessarily think those, those are what with the that. I don't think that's what this is. You don't think it's a factor. No. A factor. No. Okay. Um. For those that don't know what we're talking about, <laughs> contact us on Twitter at One Nation Radio. Yeah. <laughs> um. The uh, but I, I'm gonna give that you know the IWC award just the the outrage behind you know Rock you know I would have liked to see him on TV more you know could could we get one Monday Night Raw match against somebody? But, my, but another one to mention is apparently you said that people were upset that he beat him with the rock bottom and it's or like, people's elbow or people's elbow yeah people's elbow okay he's a guy with two finishers he hit him with one of the two finishers. Problem? Problem is what exactly? I don't. It's not like he. It's not like he beat him with an arm bar. <laughs> he didn't drop. He didn't beat him with a drop kick. Oh, a snapmare. Yeah, he didn't beat him. With, <laughs> he didn't roll him up with a sunset flip. He just, I, I like, oh, but when when that stuff happens, you know, it's Bulldog versus Brett, and and it is the best match of ninety of nineteen ninety two. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, so what do y'all want? You know. Hopefully, you know, the listeners that we have. So. I, thought, I thought we were all concerned about just having the finish be pure, in the words of The Undertaker. Yeah, you know, they forget that CM Punk, you know, won the match originally. Um, but, you know, if you listen to us this long, um, shout out to our listeners, our new followers, almost to 200 on Twitter. Um, quite quite an accomplishment. Um, hopefully 2014 will be even, you know, a bigger year with, you know, the extra attention from whatculture.com and soon, you know, I'll be trying to make a push to get on Bleacher Report and expand our audience even more. Um, you know, got to do it. You know, if we're going to do it, we're going to do it. Do it big, like Jameis wow. Winston. Quick, um, you know, national title game Monday night, you know. Florida State versus Auburn. James, shoot. What do you mean by shoot? 
Shoot, what's going to happen? I don't know what's going to happen. Uh-oh. You ain't going to have me come out here and talk about <laughs> on my TV and use you to replay the tape. That's misery. Last oh, time man. I talked, last time I shot on a whole entire crowd about a sporting event, the pay- after it was right after Randy Moss scored the game, or the, what would have been the green winning touchdown against the Giants. And then what happens? The helmet catch. Uh, Asante, or sorry, Asante Samuel drops the interception. Uh, the helmet catch, which and also the touchdown, which leads to you know just just not feeling well for a full entire a whole entire day. And I'm not even a Patriots fan, hey. so there you go. I'm if, I'm done with that. The Florida State wins the national title. Tune in to hear the greatest James Boyd monologue you'll ever want to hear. Do not miss this. <laughs> <laughs> but um, those are our um, awards. Um, get it at us at One Nation Radio on Twitter. Um, and let us know what you think. Before you finish that, that montage is, imagine uh, Daniel Bryan saying yes in front of the crowd and the yes chant. It's about that much energy. It's about that much energy in the monologue. Like, y'all remember the end of the, ninth, uh, the 1992 Royal Rumble <laughs> with Ric Flair? <laughs> okay, hold on! Yeah, <laughs> you know, uh, it's... I, I think that'll be how we begin the no, show. No, 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 no. <laughs> Actually, you know what it'd be like? It'd be like, remember the promo that Rock cut right before the match uh, at Royal Rumble? Oh, my uh, God. Punk Put your hand on the screen. screen. <laughs> touch my screen. Yeah, touch my hand. And feel, yeah. It talked about his mom and all, the, and all the struggles they went through. It's something like that. Like, yeah, all these, the Chris Ricks era, all that struggle. But, uh, yeah, man, just, let's wrap this up. Go ahead, continue with your thoughts. Uh, or your points, I'm sorry. This, this was, uh, this was, it, it was cool. This is the year, <laughs> year 2013 was a very good year in wrestling. Hopefully 2014 will bring some, you know, you know, even, you know, higher level. The, uh, wrestling, no whack pay-per-views. No whack pay-per-views. Yeah, none of those. Don't, don't, don't bring them because, you know, we've, we've not watched before, you know. That, that, <laughs> that, that can happen. Um, the, uh... The uh, Royal Rumble coming up, WrestleMania season, so we're probably going to be cranking out our wrestling podcast a little bit yeah, we know, also at a little it. faster pace. Yeah, we also got to um, start getting into this. Um, we also got to get a pay-per-view, or sorry, a playoff, NFL playoff uh, podcast up yes. soon, too, um, and also an inclusion for the season. Yep. Um, the WrestleMania season, um, we have no idea what's going to happen. Nope. Not at all. Batista's in, in here now. Who knows? Eventually, we won't. Eventually, me, we'll probably do a, pot, a preview for uh, Royal Rumble about thoughts and like this, what we think is going to happen on the road, like the you know the preview for the road to WrestleMania, the preview of the preview essentially. Yeah, so, we'll have to drop our WrestleMania cards and stuff like that. And watch it just burn, just, just, just burning hell. Yeah, just you completely know? be wrong at, like a day later. You know, Great Khali winning the WWE title at WrestleMania. You know, that could happen. As the show goes dark, <laughs> what oh. would be the, what would be the worst like thing ever? What like on top of your head, like what, like that one that just um, that's the worst thing that can happen. The closest show, Big Khali, and they playing that that shit that sounds like yeah, all that with um, a tie on his arm and oh a single tear in his eye. Oh my god. Uh, okay, the the realistic worst thing that can happen at WrestleMania. It ain't got to be realistic. Well, okay, fine, yeah. fine. Real do realistic. John Cena winning, walking away with the title again. Uh, if he doesn't turn heel. Uh, if he doesn't turn heel. 
Okay, um, for me, I would say the worst thing that could happen would be, that could happen, Daniel Bryan, WWE Champion, loses the belt to Triple H. Oh my god. <laughs> the internet would explode. That, that's, look, I don't personally think that's such a bad thing. Like, he, he, he'd, be like he'd be like the Hulk Hogan, he only wrestles the big matches, the big oh fights. Oh my god. Uh, and it really all this build up. For, but at the same time, people will be so mad. I would love. I want. I kind of morbidly. I want to see happen to see so many people be mad. Oh my gosh! Like this is bullshit. I'm never watching this shit again. I'm done. I'm done. He did it to me in 2000. He did it to me again. I'm done with it. <laughs> Triple H caused a lot of people to stop watching wrestling back, including in the early me. 2000s. I, I didn't. When I found out he had one WrestleMania in 2000 against, and against those guys, I was like, you know what, I'm done. I'm done for now, and then I'm done for now, it turned into, you know, years. It yeah. turned to over a decade. Thank God The Rock came back. Which gets back to our point. The Rock ain't so bad. Alrighty. Yeah. It took The Rock, Shawn Michaels, Undertaker for me to start watching again. You know, the guys that were the guys, you know, for me, back then. But, um... I just want to say, if they don't start bringing up some of these young guys, they ain't gonna have nobody to bring back in ten years. I got one. I got one worse. I got one worse. I got one worse. Go ahead. John Cena, WWE champion, takes takes a pin via the atomic leg drop, and Hulk Hogan is a oh my god, world heavyweight champion, brother. That's it. Hogan Mania lives forever. At 30, 60 years old. 30, 30 years of Hulkamania, brother. Yes, absolutely. That would be, and I would love to see it. Oh my I god! I want to see the, the, the disaster of what they have to do to try to get the belt on him after and that. And then he immediately, oh no, I say here I had to immediately vacate the title. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh, that would be beautiful. The Hulkamaniacs, man. The Hulkamaniacs. Oh my god! Look, who would actually look? How many? You know how bad the internet would be. Like they would have to actually try to root. They would. Would they root for Hogan or would they be like, we can't have this happen, we have to root we for can't Cena? Have, they have to root for Cena. Oh my god. They would have to root for Cena. <laughs> you think so? Yes. They would, okay. ha- they would have to root for Cena. Okay. That's great. Oh That's my great. god. That's great. They may even the, the smarts want to root for Cena. James, you're giving me nightmares. Brother. Brother. Um, this is the One Nation Radio Awards show. We digress a little bit at the end. Very much. Very much. You know, that, that was, a, was, little, that was a little extra content for you It was worth it though. You know, we care about our listeners and, you know, those that hit us up. But, um, yeah, this is One Nation Radio. James, you got anything to add? I'm out. None. All right, man. See you. Later. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C.